building a company from nothing is freaking hard. Us entrepreneurs are expected to deal with unimaginable challenges and somehow keep a cool head through it all. This is The Art of Entrepreneurship, and I'm your host, Jackie Hermes. I grew my company, Excelity, from zero to seven figures with no partners and no funding. The Art of Entrepreneurship is a show where we cut through the BS and dig into what it actually takes to start and grow a company. If you give me your time, I promise it won't be wasted. Now let's get to work. Hello and welcome back to The Art of Entrepreneurship. Today's guest is Megan Bowen, the new CEO of Refine Labs, a company that I have followed and respect very much and I'm friends with their former CEO as well. I appeared on a podcast of his long ago and through him, I met Megan years ago and it has been so incredible to watch her growth and everything that she's been doing with Refine Labs. So today we're going to talk about a lot of different topics. We're going to talk about her promotion to CEO and how all of that happened and how her company remains cutting edge, both employee facing and with their products and services. Stay tuned. Hey, Megan. Thanks for being here today. I really appreciate it. It's good to see you again, Jackie. Thanks for having me. You too. I love that we analyzed how long it's been and it's been years and I didn't, I'm in a time warp in the last few years where time. I thought it would have been like a year, maybe two. And now it's actually been three, three and a half. That is crazy. And so much has changed, including what I want to say first and foremost, which is congratulations. I know that you just took on the CEO title and role at Refine Labs, which is so amazing. Kudos to you. I know knowing you and how hard you work, I know you earned it. Tell me the story about how it happened. Thank you for the kind words. I really, really appreciate it. Um, yeah, so I think um, I'll start from the beginning. Um, promise I won't take too long. Um, <laughs> me and uh, me and Chris Walker, the founder and former CEO of Refine Labs, we teamed up back in the summer of 2020. And at the time, there was about five team members, about six or seven customers, and um, really, uh, we, we decided we were going to team up and, and grow this marketing agency together. Um, I joined as the COO. So I was sort of his right hand in, in building the company. Um, we've worked together over the last three plus years to, to build the company. Um, and I think we're all, everyone's aware of, you know, how the, the SaaS market has really changed over the last few years. The pandemic really gave rise to some hyper growth, huge in, injections of VC spending and, you know, people spending on ads and hiring marketing agencies like Refine Labs to, to spend that money. Um, and then things kind of shifted and, and really changed in 2022. So, as we were kind of pivoting and adjusting to market conditions, one of the things that we we really uncovered last year in 2023 specifically was there um, there was a big need in the market for people to really understand their full go to market motion, not just marketing. And so last year was when we started experimenting with some different offerings and price points just to try to um, make sure that we were evolving and adjusting based on how the market was. And Chris really, um, you know, over 2023, um, developed a point of view on how to think about analyzing data across the entire go-to-market strategy, 
Um, and that was the birth of his new company called Passetto. And so as we were moving through the year, what we were realizing was this was really truly a distinct and unique offering that had some parallels to what we were doing at Refine Labs. Um, I started taking a bunch of sales calls and and people were would would hop on with me. I love Refine Labs, but can you clarify exactly what you do? Yeah. And it kind of became apparent <laughs> that because we were doing some different types of things, yeah. there was a lack of clarity in the market of who we are and what we do. So um we made the decision to uh have Chris step in as uh, the chairman of Refine Labs, have him elevate me into the CEO position to continue to do all the good work we're doing at Refine Labs and steward the next chapter. And he was excited to get Passetto up and running. And that that we really thought this decision was in the best interest be- of, of sort of both ideas and companies, because it'll allow both of us to really have clear market positions and and yes. both companies can solve clear needs. Um, he's still going to be an evangelist of Refine Labs. We're going to keep the B2B Revenue Vitals podcast going. He'll still be on LinkedIn talking about everything he's working on at Passetto and what we're doing at Refine Labs. So he'll still be involved from, you know, to, you know, from that perspective to continue to evangelize and promote all the good work that we're doing. And since I've been in it with him pretty much from the beginning, I'm well positioned to take us through our, our next phase of growth and super excited to take on the role this year and and work with our awesome team. That is amazing. I mean, you are extremely well suited for it in so many different ways. I think that it's interesting when someone gets to that C-level or leadership level and they think that's as far as they can go in a company and they don't think about kind of what that next thing is or or even that it's possible. How do you position yourself for something like that to be like that trusted resource so that when that time comes that, you know, like looking for someone to take over as you move to chairman or whatever it may be, that you're the no-brainer for that? Yeah, I would say, um, you know, especially at the C level, um, but I would say this advice can apply, you know, to multiple levels within an organization. Um, A lot of it, in my view, and I did this at Refine Labs, and I've done this at other companies in my career, is you just begin to like do the job. You notice that there's an opportunity for you to contribute or, you know, help your boss or another leader take on a project. You notice a gap. You you have a skill set that can be complementary to whomever's in the position and help bolster their efforts. And for me, I'm I'm a pragmatist. I'm a, I'm a, I'm the operator, you know, so I'm I'm like let's see it happen in real life. And so I think for me um, I think it was being with Chris from the beginning and really building from the beginning. And then um, as we were evolving and launching new products like the Vault and some of these these uh, projects I was referring to that have sort of now become the Passetto company, yeah. um, there was an opportunity for me to, to step up and take on more and more responsibility as um, Chris was working on some of these more longer term projects. Um, so I think it was sort of a natural evolution. And I've always been that person to not rely on my job description to hold me back from what I see and what I believe is needed for the team to be successful, customers to be successful, and the company to be successful. Yeah, absolutely. And I think an important nuance of what you just said is that 
you don't always just get the opportunity to take these things on. Sometimes you kind of got to push your way into it, right? Or if someone's looking for you know, help with something or, oh, maybe I could use help with this project or this, um, you really can just like offer yourself up and get in there. And that's one thing that I've done a ton in my career is that anytime someone was looking for resources or I even heard something that maybe, you know, could be assisted with, I was like, cool, that sounds like a perfect job for me. And that's really, you don't just, I think, especially as you get into those leadership roles, but again, just like you said, in a lot of different roles, it's never really presented to you, right? Like you kind of have to really make your own path and and shove your way in there <laughs> for lack yeah. of a better word to say it. <laughs> Every major promotion I've had has been because I just decided to do the work that needed to be done. There were some instances where it took a long time, right? Yeah. And maybe there were some instances where I was taking on too much and burning myself out. And maybe if I could go back and do things over, maybe maybe I would, right? So I think it's important to be really strategic about it. It's important mm-hmm. to take on a challenge like this and be really patient because it's not like, oh, I'm just going to do this one project and two months later it happens. Like Promotion, yeah. Yeah, and <laughs> I think also like making sure that you're you're striving for the next thing and positioning yourself for promotion while also keeping, you know, your own mental, physical, emotional health in mind and not sacrificing those important things just to to get ahead or to do more. Well, that is a great segue into the next thing that I wanted to talk about. It's like you teed me up there, but I <laughs> didn't send you these questions in advance. My bad. Um, So Refine Lab is known for being really cutting edge in a lot of different ways. And I want to cover two of them. I mean, one is the services you provide, but I want to cover that second. You're really progressive in your culture, in your work environment. How did that come to be? And I guess part two is how do you stay ahead of what an employee expects from its employer? Yeah, that's a great question. And we've had an evolution at the company. Um, So I would say, you know, 2020, 2021, as we were kind of in this like hyper growth period that sort of also kind of went even into the beginning of 2022, um, we were doing a ton of hiring. We basically hired about 100 people in a year. Um, (laughs) And a huge part of the strategy was actually leveraging the same principles that are the foundation of our marketing strategy, but for employer branding and talent acquisition, right? So Mm -hmm. um, I spent a lot of time being really intentional about trying to classify Refine Labs as a talent destination and communicating externally what it was like to work here, what our values were like, how we made decisions, how we prioritize our team, why we're different from other agencies. And so there was a very intentional strategy behind not only like the actual conditions we created at the company to be a great place to work, but how we then leverage that for talent acquisition as well. And so, you know, one of the reasons why I teamed up with Chris was, I expressed to him that I had been part of all of these different B2B SaaS companies, and I just saw the growth at all costs mentality create so many negative outcomes for people. And I said, you know, 
I want to change the way B2B companies measure and execute marketing, but I want to change how like the standard for how business owners and company operators should build companies and do it in a way that puts people first and customers second and then the company third. And Chris was aligned to that overall philosophy. And so in everything that we did, we tried to really use that as our North Star and our guiding light. Um, you know, and then your plans are great until you get punched in the face. So, you know, it's (laughs) not all, which always (laughs) happens whenever you're running a business. Right. So for us, that was in the summer of 2022, the, you know, all of our customers were B2B SaaS venture backed B2B SaaS companies, funding dried up, budgets were being slashed. People were pulling their, you know, pulling their paid media programs. And so we just had this huge amount of customer churn within that period that then resulted in us having to do layoffs because we're an agency, we're a services company. Um, And so um, that was really difficult. And we did have a second layoff in December of that year because we weren't able to turn the business around as quickly as we anticipated. Um, And so what I realized was, you know, I had spent all this time creating this amazing place to work and recruiting like the best talent out there. And like we had two layoffs. So mm-hmm. trust was broken, right? Mm-hmm. And the culture was in a bad spot. Morale was at an all-time low. We still did our regular surveying. We got beat up in the surveys. And it took about it took about a year to repair the culture. Mm-hmm. And it took, you know, being accountable to the team, um, over communication. I was communicating with the company twice a week um, at the beginning of the year after our second layoff, and then minimum weekly after that, um, you know, showing them that the business was improving, that we weren't going to do more layoffs. And then using this opportunity with the leadership change to kind of do a reset mm-hmm. on what are our company values. And so I think every Refine Labs has always been special, but in, in our journey, we had we had some high highs at the beginning and then we had some low lows and we are on the upswing, but we have a lot more work that we need to continue to do to to get back to our roots and and what what we what I know is so important to me as a leader to yeah provide for, for the team. I can tell just in the way that you just talked about all of that, just how different an environment that you are working to create than a lot of other agencies. And that's something, I mean, I own an agency as well. And something we talk about all the time is, especially in a lot of agencies, they have that same SaaS company mentality where they just burn people out. Their turnover is really high. They hire talented people, but they don't do what they need to do to retain them. And that's something that we're working against. And I think that most leaders, not even most, like 99.9% of leaders would never talk about the highs and the lows and the challenges in the way that you just did. So kudos. And I can see that, you know, like it's, it's not easy to turn around a culture. I have been in that situation before too, but it is easier when you have the leader that can be open and honest and vulnerable, which a lot of leaders can't, which is a whole different topic that we could probably record an entire podcast on. Yeah, it's hard to do. I've done so much reading about like 
when trust is broken and the repair that's required. And there's really like two, two phases. One is taking accountability and acknowledging what happened so that the, the, the person or persons whose, whose trust was breached, like believe that you really know what you did wrong. And then it takes time. You need to have, you need to rebuild the currency. You need to have multiple things that happen that continue to restore faith and restore trust. So it's also being uncomfortable, being comfortable with being uncomfortable, (laughs) or maybe just like living with uncomfortableness. I'm I'm not sure if I'm I'm quite comfortable with it, but that's really, really key and important. And I think, you know, the biggest thing in agencies specifically is what you called out is usually workload. Workload burns out the team. And so this is an ongoing theme that we've always gotten feedback from our team on this and have actually made changes to our delivery design or our pricing or how we're resourcing projects or retainers to address the issues that they raise, right? And and people know that if they speak up and say, uh, this is too much. They like they feel comfortable doing that. They feel psychologically safe to say, "I can't do all this work. It's burning me out." But they come to the table saying, "Like, let's figure let's figure out what needs to change." Right? Yeah. And I think that's that's key. Is there's always a solution. What usually happens though is people don't feel comfortable saying anything until right. it's too late. So I would say right. that's one of the more like practical things that I would say for any agency owner is like, how do you cultivate psychological safety so that people raise the flags early enough so you can do something about it and fix whatever the issue is. That is a big thing that we have worked on for years and trying to figure that out because it's not a simple task. And when you get to a point where people are more comfortable, it is absolutely worth it. Okay. I have one more question, which is on your progressiveness around how you market and how you deliver products and services to your clients. I know that you as a company somehow, I mean, you're a very early adapter and then it seems like you are often implementing your products and services with those early adapters themselves. How do you go about finding them? And the second part of that question is, I know that you have a lot of team members who educate on LinkedIn. Is that part of the strategy? Yes. And so, um, you know, I think when uh, it's funny, me and Chris actually first met or became aware of each other on LinkedIn because we were both active on LinkedIn in 2019. So that's how we kind of became aware of each other. And so early days in the company, it was very intentional as we were growing and building the team that part of onboarding, I would actually spend time with them and like break down like how to dominate LinkedIn and like, Mm -hmm. let's figure out how we integrate this into your day to day. And this is really good for you personally and the company. Um, And especially in 2020 and 2021, we had, I felt like almost everyone at the company was posting something every day. People would constantly be like, I open my feed and it's just for a fun. Yeah, same. And I was like, oh my gosh, what is going on here? Who are all these people? Just kidding. And then obviously Chris was like the, he was like the prime, you know, he was leading by example, right? And him and I did Demand Gen Live and launched, you know, originally the podcast used to be stayed at Demand Gen and regularly posting on LinkedIn and all of that just fueled the demand that we get for our services inbound. Um, It's interesting because a lot of people come to us and, and say, 
like help us do what you did for Refine Labs for us. But mm-hmm. our services are actually a little bit different because we we do actually use, we do deploy some paid campaigns for like Refine Labs customer acquisition. But the core set of services that we have for our B2B companies and we like to work with B2B companies like SaaS or non-SaaS. It doesn't really matter. Um, ideally, 10 million in ARR plus. At, their product or service should be 20K ACV or higher. They're going to invest in our retainer and our paid programs. But really what we do is we come in and help them assess what are the primary levers of growth based on their historical data? How do we put a strategic roadmap together for how they can grow? And then we take over execution of the paid programs and the creative production Mm -hmm. to communicate their strategic narrative to their target audience in a way that we know will be received based on how B2B buying happens today. And so we take a little bit of a different approach, you know, from our services to how we market Refine Labs as a services company itself. Um, but we'll continue to consult on the organic side and everything we do. Because the reality is most companies should be doing all of it, right? Correct. Yep. Um, Absolutely. So we advise on that and we encourage that. But where we like do the work for our customers is executing on the paid programs and the creative production relative to that, along with ongoing analysis and the way I like explain it to my mom is like, we help our customers get more customers. At the end of the oh, day, yeah. that's what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, pretty. Uh, that's what I should say to my mom too. I, I, so I think she maybe sometimes listens to this, but a little while ago, I was like, okay, mom, like, what do I do? Do you know what I do? Uh, which is funny and not her fault. If she didn't, I probably should have explained it better. <laughs> okay. My- I, I, I lied. I have one more question, which Let's is do it. if, there's one most important takeaway from our conversation today, not to put you on the spot or anything, but what do you think it is? Um, you know, what's been most interesting when the CEO announcement went out is how many people reached out to me specifically just um, acknowledging that I'm a woman in the position. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, actually something I've always really admired about Chris, he actually will often say he's like, oftentimes women seem to be more effective leaders than men. And he Mm -hmm. has a lot of respect for that, but that's not a commonly held belief. And I think that um, I think that I would reinforce a point that I made earlier sort of within this within this context is you just have to be really persistent. Like, just don't give up. Keep doing the work and like you will be rewarded for that work. You should advocate for yourself. You should make sure you're holding good boundaries so that you're not running yourself ragged. Um, You know, in multiple promotion scenarios, I could look back and say like, I should have been promoted like a year earlier, six months earlier. Right. Mm -hmm. But like, there's a reason that things happen on the timeline that they happen. And so I think like having patience for the long game and staying focused on doing the right thing, doing what's best for the business while also taking care of your teams and your customers. And I think for all the ladies out there, for all the women out there, I think any, like nothing is off limits, right? Any role is available. And I hope that soon, like this doesn't have to be a thing, but it like kind of is a thing still. 
Oh, it um, is. And I think that it unfortunately probably will continue to be and we all should continue working on it and lifting each other up. I think that's a big part of what you and I both do. And that's a big point of pride for me too. Absolutely. Thank Thank you so much. I loved catching up with you. Let's not make it three and a half years next time. (laughs) (laughs) Deal. Uh, And for everyone listening, if you got value out of this conversation, please share with just one person that needs to hear this interview and learn from Megan today. And I will talk to you next time. Thank you. 